Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio Wednesday morning. You know, we talk about the NFL as a game of attrition. And so far, knock on wood, the Chiefs have been pretty good going into the last part of the season. Did have a few injuries on Sunday. How are those guys? Well, those guys are going to be all right. They're just nothing more than the bumps and the bruises. Andy Reid addressed the media yesterday, and he said that there are two guys who have been out who may be and may not be out for a while. The one that surprises me is Nick Bolton. He was supposed to be out for two months. That's what the doctor said after the dislocated wrist injury and the subsequent surgery to repair that. But Reed says, hey, this guy wants to get back into playing condition, and he's, he's getting there, wants to play right now. We're going to make a game-time decision on whether or not he plays against the Packers. Probably, in all honesty, not because we want to save this guy and have him fully healthy for oh, yeah. the postseason. But he said Bolton wants to play. Jarek McKinnon's another story. He has a pulled groin muscle. And you have to understand, McKinnon is not a rookie. He's been around for a number of years. I think he's 31 years old. So he's taken his share of bumps and bruises. And injuries like that are, well, they're just tough to recover from quickly. He will recover from it eventually, but when you're in the middle of the season, that's difficult to do. So he is unlikely to play anytime soon. The others, bumps and bruises, they'll be ready for the Packers on Sunday. And that'll be very interesting because that game, and I'm, I'm reading something into it, Mike, but in previous games, the Chiefs have played in ideal conditions or indoors like they did in Vegas. The one game they had outdoors was against Philadelphia, and you had to drop the five passes. That was in Kansas City. Green Bay is going to be harsh. It always is. How the Chiefs react to that playing outside, I'm really anxious to see. I am too. Uh, also, I am kind of surprised they didn't flex this down, honestly, because it's a non-conference game. Uh, you know, Chiefs-Packers, you'd think at this point there are some other there are some other mid-afternoon games that could have been bumped into its place. But the fact of the matter remains, this is, this is a Sunday night game, of course, and the fact is that the Chiefs are prime targets for any television circumstance. So when it, whenever they play, whenever they have the opportunity, and this one was scheduled ahead of time to be a Sunday night game. So, indeed, that's when they'll play it, turn on the lights, and hey, everybody watches when the Chiefs play, especially out here. Especially out here. Ed, we got uh, some pretty good college football games going into this weekend. Georgia-Alabama title game is <laughs> it's going to be something. What do you think? Everybody's overlooking this one because Bama has been so much downplayed by the media. And I blame the sports media for this. While they're supposed to be, everybody's supposed to be objective, many of these guys are not. They don't like Saban. They don't like Alabama because they always win. When Alabama lost to Texas, oh, they're done. They're finished. They're not going to be anything. Folks, that's the only game they've lost. Now, they did win by <laughs> the hair of their chinny-chin-chin against Auburn on a la the last play of the game. But be that as it may, Georgia and Alabama will play for the Southeastern Conference Postseason Championship, and they play Saturday in Atlanta. At the moment, Georgia is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Gang, I'm not selling Bama short in any way, shape, or form. They're tough. They're seasoned athletes. They play for Nick Saban. Hey, Georgia's a fine team. They're number one. But the fact of the matter remains, this is going to be a very good, hard-hitting football game. 
How do you think I felt in Las Vegas thinking my Wildcats are just going to destroy Iowa State and have to watch that game in the snow and Did then lose? Did you see it, though? That's hell, just it. Hell yeah, I watched it. Conditions made a big difference in that one out in Manhattan. But it's the same for both teams. Yeah. Can't say anything about that. But I don't think that Kansas State reacted very well, even though it was on their home field. I know, it was in Manhattan. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't very happy. But then I was a lot happier when we beat the Raiders. Uh, you know, we all know, I guess, Bobby Petrino had one hell of a time in Arkansas and Fayetteville back when he coached the Razorbacks. Is there a talk that he might be going back? Not talk, it is done. <laughs> this is, to me, fairly amazing. Here's a guy who has a lot of baggage. But Coach Sam Pittman in Arkansas remembered the game from last year when the Bears went down there under Bobby Petrino and almost beat the Razorbacks. Remember that? He knows that Petrino's been at Texas A&M. They're making making a coaching change at Texas A&M with Elko coming in. Elko's a former defensive coach at Texas A&M coming over from Duke. Going to be the head coach now. He hasn't made official proclamations as to what his coaching staff is going to be, but Sam Pittman said, why take a chance, Bobby? Come over here and join me as the offensive coordinator. Now, Bobby Petrino's no dumbbell. He has to know that the publicity surrounding his return there to the Razorbacks is going to be a big story, and all the old sordid word from, what, 12, 13 years ago is going to be dredged up again. We're not going to get into it. Everybody knows what the situation was. But he's a well-respected offensive coordinator. Arkansas had no offense against Missouri in their game, especially when K.J. Jefferson, their outstanding quarterback, got knocked out of the game. Arkansas was... DOA, and they played like they were DOA. Uh, not not good at all. Petrino will do some behind kicking with that offense and get them back in shape again, but he has to be mentally tough because you know what the, the scribes and the fans are going to say. Hopefully those in Fayetteville have a short-term memory, Ned. I know I do after being in Vegas. Talking a lot about college football in the next week or so because now after we got the titles games coming up, we got bowl games coming up after that. What are the bowl rankings looking like right now? The bowl rankings, and these are not the final ones, but they came out yesterday, and if the playoffs were to begin today, it would be Georgia versus Florida State in one semifinal and Michigan versus Washington in the other semifinal. But keep in mind, all four of those teams have games remaining. They all have conference championship games. Florida State has Louisville to play, and Florida State's compromised because their star quarterback isn't in there. Michigan and Iowa play for the Big Ten championship game, and Michigan's only a 22-point favorite in that one. Iowa doesn't have any de- uh, any offense at all, but a pretty good defense. And again, you never can tell what'll happen. So you have circumstances here that are going to be very interesting because the final bowl rankings will reflect what goes on and what bowl pairings are going to be. Oregon is waiting in the in the wings. Washington plays Oregon in the Pac-12, the last Pac-12 championship game there will ever be. Oregon's waiting to take over. If Oregon wins that game, they take Washington's place without question. Ohio State 6, Texas 7. In 8th place, Alabama. 9 is Missouri, and it looks like that's where they're going to end up since they don't have any games remaining. And Penn State is number 10. And that, of course, goes beyond that. But the final bowl pairings will be coming up this Sunday. In the past, of course, it's always been Tuesday. Mm -hmm. When the season ends on Saturday, then the rankings come out the next day at 11 a.m., and that's when the teams find out where they're playing. Then we know what games we got to watch through the holidays. So 
How are the MSU basketball bears doing? Well, they're going to play tonight, and they are, they're doing very well. Let's answer that question quickly. The Bears won the Paradise Jam in uh, the Virgin Islands and did it in convincing fashion. Missouri State is playing well. Their defense is in your face, and teams are having trouble adjusting to that. And the Bears are also a very good three-point shooting team. Now, who did they play tonight? How about Evansville? The Evansville Aces, an old, long-time, fierce rival from uh, old days and now in the Missouri Valley Conference. The Aces will be here, and when Evansville takes the court, Evansville is undefeated. They are 6-0, and zero, but they've not exactly played a, a big-name level of, of uh, teams. Miami of Ohio and people of that uh, caliber. Southeast Missouri played them twice and beat them twice. Chattanooga and people like that. So that's who the Bears play. Now, Evansville's a much better team, no question, from what they were last year, and they were the dregs last year. But coming in here to Springfield, they'll be primed and ready, and they will do, uh, it'll, it'll be a good game. They tip it off at 7 o'clock tonight over at the Great Southern Bank Arena. Make sure and stop by Shea Ned and say hi during the game. Uh, <laughs> now, we know that Mizzou had a hell of a season in, as far as their football team is concerned. How's their basketball team looking so Last far? night, there's, there's a new series going on between the Southeastern Conference and the ACC. It's kind of a shootout. Each team plays one game. Last night, Missouri played Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh and beat Pitt. Pittsburgh had real trouble shooting the basketball. They missed everything in sight. Missouri beat them 71-64. to A nice win for the Mizzou Tigers. Kansas, now Kansas is now, of course, not, not now, but they've always been a Big 12 conference team. They're playing out of conference, and they played little old Eastern Illinois from over in Charleston, Illinois. And Eastern Illinois gave Kansas fits last night. KU won the game 71-63, to but that is very much closer than anybody thought it was going to be. And your guys, K-State, played Oral Roberts last night in Manhattan. ORU was here in Springfield two weeks ago to play the Bears, and the Bears handled them pretty well. K-State had problems with them. Kansas State won the game in overtime 88-78, but it was a struggle, and K-State... Still has a lot to prove. They're, they're a good team, but uh, playing the likes of Oral Roberts and people like that, you're supposed to blow them you out. You got to handle part. business when you got to handle business, Ned. Speaking of which, go handle your business. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>